episode 90 of Jen and Millie, where a Gen Xer and a millennial share the strength-based perspective through which they view the world. We are your hosts, Allison and Tess. I think it's been a month since we've been here in this space. It's been a while. (laughs) And I think we've had additional role reversal because life used to be Tess traveling and now life is more Allison traveling mm-hmm. and unexpected travel, but also planned travel. Mm-hmm. And I wanted today to, obviously when we're in the green room, we do a lot of catching up, mm-hmm. but I think sometimes our listeners expect a little bit of a catch up with us as well. Sure. And I really, when I was pondering about, you know, what we might talk about today, and I don't like to spend a lot of time pondering about it. I like it to just come up naturally. And it's funny mm-hmm. how in the green room, some of the things just mm-hmm. serendipitously showed up. Um, I have been really focusing on the art of being present and the art of saying a phrase that has been presented to me uh, quite a few times over in the last few months is saying yes to mm-hmm. life. And so, um, my hope today is that we can talk a little bit about what it looks like when we say yes. Mm. Also, November, um, one of the Instagram uh, profile presence people, influencers that mm-hmm. I follow, did this whole piece on no November. Like, what mm-hmm. can you say no to and how do you have boundaries? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that, that beautiful art of the line that we walk in what we say yes to. And what we say no to, but then also just the art of being present. And I think that that is such a a component. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to read to you, Tess, something that I wrote that's probably going to end up on my blog, but it's still pretty um, unedited. I sat down on Tuesday morning, maybe, maybe Tuesday morning. And just let the words come mm-hmm. and then um, have sent it on um, to a couple people who really radiate this kind of light in my life. And then I shared it with um, my my wild mates mm-hmm. yesterday. And um, I'm going to share it on here because one of the things that I'm planning to do more of going into this next year is to write more, but to write less of my stories and share more of others. Mm. And I have a couple stories I have to tell you about that. Okay. So I want to read this first because I think it's going to set the stage for what we're going to talk about today. Okay. I just, um, side note, I have been all over traveling, but um, I think before we talked last time, I talked a little bit about the plans to go to St. Lucia. Mm-hmm. There was so much prep in going. Oh, um, sure. I had to have, you know, COVID testing in this time frame. I mm-hmm. had to have St. Lucian government um, documentation mm-hmm. to get there. We oh, land, and it's a like a two-hour wait in this Quonset, basically, of going through health screening, and they didn't mm-hmm. have rum in line for that. Oh, um, you know. Gosh, they must have run out. I know. They must have. Well, no, they didn't. Trust me. <laughs> and we consumed most of it during the rest of the trip. But um, I was so absolutely present mm. in that trip. It was the first time ever that I just, I left my phone and I left Mm -hmm. my responsibilities in the room. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have international calling and I left it that way. I just only had connection if I had Wi-Fi and most of the time Mm -hmm. the phone was in the room. So I would, you know, check my messages here and there 
from mostly my kids and mm-hmm. my my family. But it was so good for me to be this alive. Yeah. I was wild, fun, uninhibited, a, a side of me that I didn't really know, um, mm. and very, very present. Um, did all mm. kinds of things that I had, had missed. I haven't um, snorkeled in probably 10 years, and I got super emotional doing that mm. because it was just beautiful. Yeah. Um, haven't danced on a boat in a long time, sang karaoke <laughs> multiple times. Um, but I also did some things that I had never done before. Mm-hmm. And I, I pushed through a really mm-hmm. challenging hike um, um, in the Pitons and just learned a ton about myself. But the that. energy of the group is also something that mm-hmm. I think would be great for us to reflect on is what happens when you have just the right chemistry of a group of human beings on a trip. Yeah. Now I think we all can think of situations when we don't Mm -hmm. because we know almost immediately Mm -hmm. when the chemistry of, of a trip is, is not, this is a very specific area for that. Like St. Lucia and St. Lucia and, um, a sandals resort is, is very honeymoon couple-y. I mean, it is just like to a gag, Mm -hmm. gag level. I mean, I could do a, I could do a senior thesis on all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, but the dynamic of the group that was there, that energy was incredible. Mm. And so I just came home in kind of awe of reflection of, you know, who you surround yourself with and what that brings out of you. Mm-hmm. I am known by a lot of you as a rule follower. I'm also pretty tense as a human. And I was the opposite of that on this mm. trip. And um, I think that there's a lot to be said about the humans in our life that bring out some of those really radiating light parts of us. Mm-hmm. So all of that happened. I'm just starting to write about it. I think okay. I only shared one picture on social media mm-hmm. um, and I have like 2000 and it was beautiful <laughs> and incredible and amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I want to read what I wrote. Okay. I'm okay. ready. This was early, early Tuesday morning. I love morning writing. It seems to be where my pencil to paper line up best. When a friend shared recently that a trip could change your life should you let it, I have embraced that. The last few weeks I've continued to reflect on what say yes to life and that energy of being present looks like and feels like. Sometimes it becomes very clear to me and sometimes it's harder. I'm learning that this is probably what my clients need the most. It's what the organizations and companies I work with need the most. It's what my kids and family need the most. It's it's what my friends are seeking most. It is what has always been hardest for me. Not everyone knows the previous version before I embrace my wild. I was rigid, anxious, worried, and desperate for control. I spent much of my days, weeks, and months working extra to change reality. I still fall into those bad habits. The ripple effect of your energy is much more than you realize. We all should be more aware of that, and I'm trying to be. I'm trying to remember that the legacy I intend is one of leaving people better because of my presence, because of my influence, and because of my energy. I know that I want to write more. I know I want to write better, but now I know I want to write for others. Here's what I put together, not edited and not literary genius. Being truly present is a practice and a gift. It requires discipline and patience with yourself. The heart often wants to travel backwards and the mind wants to crystal ball ahead. 
Being in the moment requires gratitude for all that is, trusting that you're exactly where you need to be, choosing to accept where you've been led through and to. The choices we make with the present opportunities determine the future. If your eyes are wide open, soul accepting, heart willing, the path reveals itself time and time again. Say yes to life. Love on it today. Let your senses guide you. Wake to see the mountains. Feel how your body continues to heal, how your heart continues to beat and love. Smell the good coffee. Taste the morning. Read the words meant for you. Embrace the warmth of a beloved old chair. Listen to the quiet, peaceful space with just the occasional goose honking good morning. Allow your intuition to speak to you, letting the words find their own cadence and time. Say yes to today. Mm, wow. That was beautiful. I believe that you, Tess, have probably emulated this more to me than anybody else about travel. Mm. And when our friend said to us, I think we were, I got everybody to do, of course, like three things we loved about our friend who is turning 40. I mean, I just, Love it. Yep. those moments were great. And, you know, I, I would ask often like, what was the best part of this? And, um, but I, I had these moments that were so visceral that mm. I, it just like, I could feel physically in my body, like, I was pausing. One was when our friend said at the dinner, you know, we gathered at night for dinner and, and he said, you know, this trip could change your life if you let it. And I was just kind of struck by that. And then I had another moment where I was, it was early morning and I was riding. Um, I was sitting near the beach and this woman came up to me. Her name is Tiffany. And she said, Oh, you look like you're working. She said, are you a writer? And I said, Oh, I aspire to be, but this isn't work. This is just joy for me to write things down. And we got to talking and I, was explaining a little bit of my story. She lives in Golden, Colorado, of course. There we are on a St. Lucian beach. Of course. And we get to chatting, and um, she's had a, a bit of a similar life journey, not just with um, relationships and marriage and that kind of thing. And she looked at me, and she was standing in, like, in front of the sun, blocking the sun for me. So every time she'd move in and out of the light, it was just, like, Yeah, extreme. Yeah, magic. Yep. <laughs> and she pointed at me, and she said, you know, you have to build your own hut first. And I said, you know, tell me more. I need to know more of what you mean. She said, you need, you need to build your own hut, Allison. Mm. And I walked away just stunned by the right message and the right messages. But Tess, over the years when you've traveled, like you, you emulate this kind of, a trip can change your life. Travel can change your life. Yeah, okay. A shifting container can change your life mm -hmm. should you choose to let it. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote that a whole bunch of magic happened since the trip. Mm -hmm. The people that I met along the way. I then went to Dallas and saw the stones. A whole bunch of magic there. Mm -hmm. The people I met along the way. Um, and then home in Omaha for Gala. bunch of magic there. And so now I'm just kind of sitting in it mm -hmm. thinking, is it because my heart is open to choose mm -hmm. or is it that just magical shit is happening? Mm. It's 
a good question. Would love your analysis. I know. I'm thinking. <laughs> hmm. I think part of it is that you have never before been in a place of your life where you have taken control, like of your own life, in the purest sense of that word, right? You might think you had before, right? And you describe yourself as disciplined and rigid and a rule follower, but all of those rules that you followed and all of the ways you were disciplined in different points in your life were based on external expectations, right? When your kids had to be in school, where they had to be in school, how you should act as a wife and as a mother and as a person that works for a nonprofit, as a person that's involved in the community and removing yourself from the expectations that you had lived with for your entire life growing up in Nebraska, living in Nebraska, going to school in Nebraska, settling in Nebraska, right? It all in kind of this, you know, what, hour and a half, two hour radius Mm -hmm. um, for your entire life. When you moved to Colorado, you shed a lot of that. And you had the distance to not be controlled implicitly and explicitly, right, by other people. And so I think in a lot of ways – you have full autonomy and that's like a little bit how I've always lived and so maybe that's the part that you're seeing like the thread of continuity between what you're experiencing now and what my story has been like because as soon as I left my parents house it was like I get to choose and I like in my mind from my own faith it's a lot of like discernment and reflecting on what's in me right and what I have been called to do but in the end it's up to like me to figure out and make it happen right it's like I choose what I major in and what opportunities I take advantage of and where I go and who I connect with and in a lot of ways and I think maybe part of this leans into your and we talk about this like not I don't mean it to be negative but part of that probably leans into your woo as well right like a natural byproduct of that the concept of winning others over acknowledges the fact that you have preconceived notions about what those other people think you should be doing with your time and your energy and your money and your life and so part of that you know maturation for you into your woo into this new season of life is saying I'm going to say yes and no to who I want to woo and in Mm. a lot of ways like this seems like so like psychoanalyst I'm like channeling what I don't know what I'm channeling right now but like in a lot of ways like I don't know what this is but in a lot of ways I feel like you're finally wooing yourself right I love that because I, I not just wooing myself but like loving myself yeah authentically yeah and knowing that there are these this wild side to me this and when I say wild side I, I want to be you know, cognizant that, um, I'm still a responsible human yeah. being, the free um, spirit, the free spirit, mm-hmm. the, um, the, the muse, mm-hmm. like owning it is, and not having guilt about it is such a new feeling to me. Mm-hmm. And not that, you know, I think part of, um, part of the basement and the darker side and the difficult side of woo is that you do, you do give the F's about what people think you do. And so I have kind of come into this understanding that the F's that should matter most Mm -hmm. are my own. And that's the, that's the transformation, right? And the comparison of raw to mature woo, right? Raw woo doesn't have the ability to filter out 
whose opinions matter and whose don't, which Fs that you give and which you don't, right? Mature woo is not only just yours, but like almost like think about the practice of your board of directors that we've talked about here. Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. being able to easily filter for the opinions that you want to matter most. Like there's more agency and more like ability, like more almost like control over which Fs you give and which you don't from the people around you compared to a really raw form of mature is like just like empathy. Empathy doesn't have the ability, raw empathy doesn't have the ability to sift through and make sense of a lot of other people's emotions. They just feel all of it and that can be overwhelming and chaotic and can cause burnout really easily of life for people with really high empathy in a really raw form. But mature empathy looks like filtering out and discerning which emotions to take mm-hmm. on and always differentiating your emotions from the emotions of others that you're taking in, right? Woo is really similar, right? There's really raw form, can't always filter, but what you're going through this is this evolution. And I think you've made a comment like in the past, like, oh, if I were to take it again, I don't know that woo would be really high. I think what you're seeing is just a really great maturation of it right it's like you're getting to this point of like removing yourself from the container of all of these expectations of other people planning yourself in a place where you've chosen to be surrounded by the people you want to be and having an Mm -hmm. easy ability to filter out the opinions of others has allowed you woo to really channel discernment more so than maybe it was able to do in other contexts I also think that I've become, I'm using my strategic much more mm-hmm. and, you know, not with the discernment, with input, but also Absolutely. the strategic with, with woo in the sense of woo plus empathy for me now is like, what can I learn from people around me that mm-hmm. I admire? Yeah. And so this say yes to life being present mentality is I haven't encountered a lot of humans that can really practice it and do mm-hmm. it. And I'm now kind of, I've seen that through some modeling that, that other people have, have demonstrated in my life, uh, personalities and, and human beings that I've really never experienced before mm-hmm. who have this sense of life is an adventure and very their soul just radiates this if not now when mm-hmm. sort of mentality, which I was gifted that question and took it as a gift but now I'm really seeing it like strategically as a pathway. And then a lot of things have just opened up for me because now I'm kind of in this space of, well, why not? Mm -hmm. So I wore a little itty bitty jumper to gala that I would never have worn before. Um, and, and probably shouldn't have, if I'm being honest, but I was like, I like this. This is what I want to wear. I like this. And you know how that whole clothing thing has been such a thing for me. Um, But just kind of like a recognition of, okay, I, I picked someone up from the airport, donned in a pink wig and sunglasses and a leather jacket and leather boots, holding a sign for hundreds of people to witness. And the coolest part of that, like I love, love, love surprising people that way. And airports, Mm -hmm. as you know, are my favorite Mm -hmm. place, but it was the other humans that reacted to me like sociological experiment mm-hmm. hello but yep. also like who came up to me i had multiple people come up to me and say i don't know who this you know i had a sign long story but i had a sign that said megatron and i had people come up and say i don't know who megatron is but i want to be megatron 
and <laughs> I wish somebody would pick me up like this or your wig is amazing or is that your real hair? I mean, just like yeah. the interactions that people chose to have with me and all mm-hmm. I did was show up and held space. Mm-hmm. That's it. I didn't, it wasn't um, imposing on anyone else's space. Mm-hmm. It was just standing there saying, I'm here to welcome somebody home, but also I'm going to do it in this like really fun, outrageous way. Mm-hmm. I would never have done that a year ago. Well, maybe a year. No, no. Mm-hmm. But it, it, this sort of why not? Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm already planning how I'm going to pick Lauren up at Christmas. I mean, I'm thinking like a full Christmas tree outfit. Yes. Um, and <laughs> I mean like something simple like that, that mm-hmm. just makes people smile a little bit more mm-hmm. or pause and think, Oh, I wonder why that person is showing up this way. Mm-hmm. Like we all have the capacity to spread joy. Mm-hmm. I have been around a lot of humans lately that are just joyful say yes to life, Mm -hmm. be present sort of people that I'm very grateful for that. And Mm -hmm. it has really inspired me. I also know that I think the woo empathy now for me Mm -hmm. in a more mature way wants to share the stories of others because Mm -hmm. I have been so aware of Mm -hmm. everyone needs to be heard so on the plane, you are not going to believe this. Of course. There's on the so plane. stories. Well, and I started writing with Cal. I think I've told this story before. Cal mm-hmm. is the uh, gentleman who um, immigrated from Lebanon in 1978. And I, I had my first meeting with him and we met for three and a half hours. And I, I mean, I'm overwhelmed at how incredible his stories are. And he's just mm-hmm. the most joyful soul. It's like being around Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Um, just lights everything up. He's so animated. And when he tells his stories... At, he'll like put his hand on it, his hand over his heart, or he'll point at me and he'll say, Oh, you're helping me remember. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. awesome. What yeah. a gift for me. So I have another meeting with him today, but I'm on the plane. Okay. Dallas to Houston. I had a little t- tiny little jump in Denver to Dallas, Dallas to Houston, Houston, to Omaha. You know, that came last minute because I had shifted a few things. So here I am, you know, getting on the plane, not a lot of people on. And this lady sits down next to me. She's kind of, she's got this carry on. She's older. She sits down in the window seat. I'm in the aisle seat. And I just said, you know, like I do, hello. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, something, I can't remember how the conversation started, but anyway, it took off before we took off. And we ended up being stuck for like 35 minutes on the tarmac. And I'm telling you, I didn't even know. I didn't even know we were talking. Of course. Her name, her name is Allison. And she says to me, um, you know, we, we probably talked for a good 20 minutes before, before we exchanged names. And she said, what's your, what's your name? And I said, Allison. And she goes, oh, mine too. And I, and she goes, but mine's spelled funny. And I said, well, mine's spelled funny. So funny too. And sure enough. Yeah. A-L-L-Y-S-O-N. Of course. Seated next to me. Mm-hmm. She has one of the most beautiful stories I have ever mm-hmm. heard about love. One of the most beautiful love stories I've ever heard. She was crying. I was crying. I've, I just got to be present for it. And Tess, like when you, so I was so grateful for the way that people held space for me over the last few months of just like mm-hmm. gifting me 
energy and time and joy and fun and adventure. And then in that moment, I, I got to hold that for her mm-hmm. and let her share joy and a story and, and love. Um, and one of the things that she said, because I don't want to give the story away because I think I'm going to write it. Okay. But my, the question I had to her is, what do you do with that kind of love now? And mm-hmm. she said, you live, you live. And so here I am coming off, like hearing say yes to life, you know, yeah. for, and, and now it's, you know, what do you do with that? You live. Mm-hmm. And it is really hard for me right now to contain my gratitude or the energy that I have about just how fortunate I am to be in the right place at the right time mm-hmm. and to encounter the humans that I do, but then to tie them. Like immediately I thought when, when my friend Wade said that about, if you want a trip to, you know, it could change your life. I was like, that's, that's Tess Harmon. That, that's her, <laughs> you know, you're speaking her language. Life motto. Like I can tie it to the other people. So long story and gosh, I am rambling today. Woo. The, like my woo, my circle mm-hmm. has gotten tighter but I can see how the circles connect yeah. and I have like this strong desire. Like I want to have a giant party. I know connectedness. I want to have this giant party and be like, like everybody, this is Cal and you know, everybody, this is Tess because I talk about who you are to other people. Mm -hmm. I acknowledge my admiration for you. I mean, Mm -hmm. people in my life know who you are and I mean, granted, we have a, you know, we do have a brand. We have a coffee mug even, <laughs> but <are> people <laughs> in my life know who you are. I'm going to say to our listeners and the challenge that I'm going to, going to lift up, like, think about the ways that you can celebrate that. Think about the ways that you can say, I told a story about you today mm-hmm. and this is your, you know, this is how you have affected and impacted and brought energy into my life. Yeah, that's good. Um, I, I think it's important because um, yesterday I heard a, our, our, a speaker talk about her, her motto is say yes to life. She's amazing. But she was talking about her, her former employer and the impact that he had on her career. Mm. And I know him. So you can guarantee that I'm reaching out to him and I'm going to let him know yeah. the way that she spoke about him because it was with such admiration and appreciation. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we can make laundry lists of the people who piss us off and do us mm-hmm. wrong and, you know, people who irritate us and, you know, let's get right into Thanksgiving time with all the irritations that we have. But do we really ever say, hey, I spoke about you with admiration to someone else and mm-hmm. I just want to tell you? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I love this because it's triggering in my mind a story that I wanted to share on Jen and Millie um that was quite some time ago um now it feels like but it was like probably a few days after our last episode recording I was like I should remember to say that you know okay so um I um and it's so along these lines so I just want to like note the connectedness and the serendipity of this because um you know so I, I get the privilege of being a research assistant for a 
badass professor here. Um, you know, she's incredible sociologist of disaster, um, runs a, an institute from, um, that's affiliated with the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Association here, as well as is a dean in the graduate school, as well as is one of the director for the Howard Institute of Public Opinion, um, which is a lot of like independent research and polling projects. And so I'm like doing a lot of like work with her and she's really awesome. She's a lot on her plate. And so there's like these little moments of like mostly just doing work for her, but like she has these awesome moments of like mentoring and looping me into things and like trying to get me exposure to all those opportunities, which is awesome. And there was one point in time where we were talking about, she was talking a little bit just like about her journey and how it was just like, she just took the opportunities that came as, you know, she like, she actually did her, PhD work in um, criminology, um, studying homicides. She's formally trained as a criminologist, but got an opportunity to do a postdoc research fellowship on sociology of disaster. And that put her in this niche category of like studying how countries and communities and systems respond to mostly natural disasters, but she's doing a lot of work with COVID right now. And um, so she's just talking about this and how that opened up like these funding opportunities with the National Science Foundation and with the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Association and so on and so forth. And and then how that kind of led her to be seen as a... Um, uh, researcher who's really great at getting funding. So now she's the Dean of Research and Funding Opportunities in the graduate school. So basically just like saying yes to all these things. And so then I told her um, about my mentor professor from Creighton. And I said, it's just, I just think it's so awesome that I get to work with you, Dr. Adams, because, you know, believe it or not, I, you know, one of my professors, my mentor professor for my undergraduate um, program went through a really similar experience you know became a professor is was the director of um, she was the director of a, like a victimization clinic Dr. Murray at Creighton um, that was like run at Creighton but funded and sourced through an external kind of grant and funding opportunity but at the university just like what Dr. Adams runs as part of her role um, and then she went on to become a dean because of her work doing this you know it's almost the exact same pattern right so I'm telling this story and, um, you know, and it was um, just really cool to like see the parallels and the mentors that have been placed in my life academically. Um, so a week later, um, I'd had it on my calendar, but didn't really, or it's probably two weeks after this, um, I had it on my calendar, but really didn't think a whole lot of it. Um, Dr. Murray from Creighton as a dean brings the dean's fellows, the senior dean's fellows to DC um, during the annual fall break. And part of their work, because recently they've been doing more work on diversity, equity, inclusion um, so last year and then they set it up for this year also was to do a tour of Howard so I have this crazy weird like you know are my worlds colliding right my Howard mentor professor Howard students the dean of college of arts and sciences on Howard campus right and they invite me to like answer questions um, like of the Creighton students and this is like at the building next to the building where I live you know like she texts me when she gets here because they say they're like meeting at the IRB building and it's like attached but two doors down from where I live like it's just the craziest thing so anyway I waltz over and I'm sitting there and um, the faculty member that connect is connected with Creighton like he starts speaking and then he said well I invited um, one of the deans to come and speak well Dr. Adams walks in 
and oh and I was on a webinar with her probably 30 minutes beforehand and so I'm you know um and she was like kind of looks at me like what are you doing here like I don't think she even re- realized the connection <laughs> that like this is my undergrad institution so anyway she kind of like like um does a little finger thing when she's done talking to like hey come out here and like let's just chat really quick so she asks me like how did you get looped in with this group and so I explained that this is my undergrad institution and then I said so Dr. A remember like a couple weeks ago I was telling you about my mentor professor that has a really similar like professional trajectory she was the one sitting right next to me in the front row so Dr. Adams goes back in while this other professor is talking brings Dr. Murray out and like we stand there I'm standing there with like two of the most influential mentors in my life together who I never thought in a million years would ever meet they're not in the same subdiscipline of sociology they don't live in the same state like it's just the craziest thing and they talk to each other and Dr. Adams thanks Dr. Murray for mentoring me and empowering me mm-hmm. to be the kind of student that I am and researcher that I am and she said like she, Dr. Adams was like I'm a really good read of people and as soon as I met Tess I knew we were going to work well together and so they like they're talking to each other about me I mean it's the craziest thing right but I got the opportunity before Dr. Adams walked into the room I actually told Dr. Murray that I had shared that exact thing I said I talked highly of you because I admire you and you are part of the reason that I am here today Dr. Murray like in this program because you empowered me and told me I had the potential to do this and so I told my mentor here about that and then of all the things they end up being able to meet which is just the craziest most serendipitous experience I've ever had and I don't know that I'm ever gonna have anything like that happen in my life again but it was really really powerful but it's ripple effects, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we think about this all the time, and we were very lucky at Gala to see a beautiful video example of that. They, um, the company Grindstone, um, amazing. Um, uh, Landon and, and Jenna are just very, very talented. And they had put together a clip for, of the 30th um, mm-hmm. anniversary of Teammates, uh, a clip of the documentary of Nancy Osborne and her mentee Izzy. Mm-hmm. And there was not a dry eye. I mean, Lauren and I both were just, you know, in tears. But to think about the ripple effect of an idea. Yeah. Of an idea. I, that has really, you know, we've talked about this before. That has stayed with me and really struck me when people come together, people that may not know one another, and maybe even people who aren't that close to each other. Mm-hmm. Or they're not in the, their, you know, immediate circle, or they're not going to be in their immediate circle, but that idea and that Mm. connection creates these ripple effects that are life-changing. I have become so aware of how my choices ripple effect to others, people that I don't even know. Mm. And I've become a lot more cognizant of that in both, you know, positive ways and in the ways that maybe I haven't chosen well and how that could hurt or cause harm to people that I don't even know mm-hmm. because of, of that ripple effect of energy. But Tess, I mean, is there anything more magical when you, than when you bring those two people t- it together? Was, it was I the mean, craziest. I, I kid you not. I don't know that I have ever, I, I just, there are not many times in my life where I am speechless and how everything played out. Like it's even hard to like 
talk it back because I'm like and so I got like a picture with both of them and I'm just like this is so crazy because these are not my bookends technically but these are my bookends of my formal time as a student right like from the beginning what you know the professor that empowered me and mentored me and helped me fall in love with this field of academic inquiry to the one that is setting me up for success to be able to do this long term right like those are my book bookends and they're like both here which is just like mind-boggling to me so it was such a powerful experience and for both of them I had shared about each other with both of them right about the right. other one and so for them to meet I know is just such a cool experience I'm sure for them as well but it was just mind-boggling for me and for sure left me speechless right how many times so when you talk about the ways in which your circles are connected and you know wanting to get everyone together like this was like my dream event and I didn't even plan it and they just happened to get the opportunity to speak with each other and then what was really cool is they just talked about um, like potential partnerships and working together and how do we funnel more um, you know people from Creighton to Howard for graduate programs Mm -hmm. you know and things like that and the possibility of collaborating on research projects and I mean just like crazy to think about that and all you know because of like this one connection of I happened to go there for my undergrad and now I happen to be here for my PhD right so it was just so crazy I I think that also there's the power in you telling that story mm-hmm. so there's this power in us sharing about it mm-hmm. and you and I are very lucky to have this this platform, this podcast where we can share stories. Mm -hmm. And in, in the time that I've had with Cal, you know, when I, we don't have a linear track when we talk, Mm -hmm. it's just, I'll ask him a question and he'll say, Oh, you know, he'll, he'll pause and he'll point at me and he'll say, you you ask such good questions. Or sometimes the question is hard Mm -hmm. and you know, he'll, he'll, he'll pause for a second and say, I need a second to think about that. Or and he's so raw and he's so real him telling his stories to me is just making me a better met a better person mm-hmm. a thousand times over and then i'm taking some of the stories that he shares and i'm sharing them with the people that are close to me mm-hmm. and about cal's energy and cal's light and his story is remarkable i mean he had nothing absolutely nothing and came to this country and he remains in awe and the gratitude of the opportunities that he had. He can name every single person, first and last name, who have, since 1978, if they, you know, hired him or fired him or bought something from him or gave him a, an opportunity, he names them. Wow. And it has made me more cognizant about how grateful I am for the people in my life who have believed in me, who mm-hmm. have, have seen me, who have invested in me when they didn't need to. I've also taken some of the what I would call outlier sort of stories or the fun adventure sort of outskirt stories. Mm -hmm. And I've shared some of those, like when I was sharing my pictures from the trip with my best friend, Katie, Mm -hmm. and I've known Katie my entire life and I'm, you know, sharing some of this with her and she's hearing me and she's like, like we all should be that present. Like we Mm -hmm. all should be. And she got, you know, she, she's so, um, She's so in touch with her emotions. Mm. I have so much admiration for her because she can articulate them really well, but she gets, she got like tears in her eyes and she said, wouldn't it be great if we all could do that? Mm -hmm. And you know, that's, that's the kind of human being that can model that, you know, to you. 
and she, so she names things that I don't even see or recognize. And then in that same time and space, Tess, I've been surrounded by the reminder of the fragility and the shortness of life. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost a sorority sister who is my age very suddenly. Mm-hmm. Anna lost a family member very suddenly. Um, my friend Abby is celebrating her um, her dad today. Who It's his birthday and he passed away. I mean, there are just these moments of both the light and the fun and the adventure and the serendipity and the joy that come in this direct alignment with the hard stuff and the loss and heartache and hurt and still anger and, and disappointment and frustration and confusion. But it still lines up with like, you gotta live. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we should be taking away from these experiences. And I was very, very grateful to have my aunt and cousin visit, um, it came out um, to DC a few weeks ago now, and um, it was just um, about a month after the year anniversary of my cousin's murder, and trial charges, all of that stuff is still going on, and so there isn't like a ton of like formal closure procedurally with his case, um, and we talked quite a bit about it and um, just about him and what we all did on the one year anniversary of his death and how, you know, they were talking about what they're going to do for um, Christmas. They're going to do the surprise, the pack of a go travel um, that I know I've shared about on um, the call here because they said we have a lot of things, but things don't, you know, give us life and give us joy and mean living the way that experiences do. And so they really um, kind of dedicated, um, are dedicated to really experiencing life to the fullest together. And then we reflected on the fact that they as a family had done that for a very long time. And they would go on multiple trips annually when they were, you know, even though like nobody in my family is you know, very well off financially, but they would always budget for it because they knew these experiences mattered. And it was kind of a running joke. They came in October and my cousin, who's my age, she said, um, oh my gosh, I want to go up to, you know, Salem, Massachusetts sometime in October, you know, for all the Halloween stuff. And, um, and my aunt was like, Kelsey, we went there. Like I brought you there. You were like 10, right? And so, and so, you know, all the ways in which they had so many of these great experiences, she didn't even remember some of them, right? And in some cases she was, you know, young, but, um, but that's what my aunt said. She said, I've always had this desire to really live life in, in all the ways that we can. And then we just reflected on, was there something Mm -hmm. within us that knew we needed to take advantage of every moment because of the possibility not the possibility of it, but right. Is there something within our soul for those of us who maybe do experience some more tragic things in life? Like they knew. And she said that she said, I've always known, you know, I saw my, my friends with their kids and they were, you know, yes, there are frustrating times in parenting. Yes, there are times that aren't, you know, but we would always make time to go on adventures and to celebrate life and to explore and to just create these memories together. And she said, and now that's what I have of him 
that's what I have are these shared right. memories that we have together now that she doesn't have her son on earth anymore. Like it was just powerful discussion. And I'm, I've always admired them as a family unit for the way in which they did that. And I was always like, okay, mom and dad, why don't we go here and go here, you know, when I was growing up because I saw my cousins do that. But it was just powerful to reflect on that and especially in light of tragedy. And I yes. think, you know, and I know I've spoken here before, but, um, you know, one of um, – uh, a theologian that I admire a whole lot, Richard Rohr, talks a whole lot about um, the embeddedness of joy within sorrow and how those often, we think of them as polar opposites, right? But oftentimes they're two sides of the same coin, mm-hmm. right? That they really actually go hand in hand with one another as we experience life. And it's the sorrow that propels us to see the moments mm-hmm. of joy and grace yes. and to embrace opportunities and to find that within our lives. And then conversely, right, when we experience sorrow, it's joy that gives us resiliency out of that sorrow, right? So we aren't stuck in that place um, all the time. And that doesn't mean like those are really real emotions and the process of grief is very normal, but it's interesting, you know, and I appreciate this conversation because I think regardless of what you believe, um, you know, about the afterlife, about religion, about anything, right? Like we can all find moments where joy helped, you know, joy was propelled from sorrow and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, I've been reflecting on this a lot because I shared my Colorado versary. I shared, um, about, you know, some of my recent travel. I shared about, you know, being on the floor, like, like I saw Mick Jagger, um, you know, like some of these experiences that I've had and I have to own that none of this, none of this of where I'm living right now was me choosing it. It came from forced change. It was Mm. forced choice upon me. Mm. And I, I will take credit to say that, but, but not, not even, not even half. Like there were all of these people in my life who modeled to me the if not now, when there were all Mm -hmm. these people in my life who said you can, and you should, because what were my options lay down and die Mm-hmm. lay down and say, I'm going to let life come to me. I'm going to, you know, stay stuck mm-hmm. or try. Cause I mean, how often do you get a second chance, third chance at life? And this to me in a lot of ways was the first time that I truly back to, you know, what we started in this conversation mm-hmm. got to say yes to me mm-hmm. and at times still paralyzing, you know, still don't have the artwork up, still, you know, feel like I'm paralyzed by my freedom. And, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, just in awe of it. Mm -hmm. Like I, now I can't wait to travel. I mean, I'm already planning, like I'm planning to go to Austin in December um, because I've never been, I wanted to go and the opportunity came about and I'm like, I got to figure this out because why not? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure today, cause I wasn't sure when we would talk next, but I mean, maybe we should just plan to talk before the end of the year, a hundred percent. But, mm-hmm. oh, um, yeah. I think reflecting on what the, my word of the year did, mm-hmm. like the surprises that have come from naming muse mm-hmm. are, are endless, but it now has almost put so much pressure on 
next year. <laughs> you know that, I, but I I have I have my list of potential words. But I have loved this word. Mm-hmm. She has given me permission. Mm-hmm. She has given me uh, new ideas. She has given me a realness, a rawness, um, a fun, playful side, and authentic mm-hmm. exploration of mm-hmm. music and energy and dancing. Like I dance all the freaking, I don't even know how to describe it. And it's not like intentional. So sometimes I was, so as I'm waiting with my pink wig or whatever, I knew I had to have music. I should have done a shot, if not multiple shots before I went into the airport to do that. Cause <laughs> once I walked in, I was like, Oh, I don't know that this is such a good idea. <laughs> Cause people are just staring at me like, what the hell? And it's so like Tess, I have acting experience. I was a I was a speech and drama kid. Mm-hmm. Like dressing up as somebody else and acting like somebody else, I can do that shit all day long. Yeah. But it was still me under the wig. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't I wasn't doing a performance. This was like still me. So and then for a minute I was like, Well hell, nobody's gonna recognize. It's not like anybody's gonna know it's me. So what if I run into, you know, somebody who'll be like, What the hell, Allison? What are you doing? <laughs> But, you know, as I, as I like walked into that moment, I was like, I'm sure as shit I'm choosing this. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this. I'm in, I am present and in the moment and like naming muse Mm -hmm. has empowered me to do that. But it's almost like, you know, we talked about this before that IFS, um, you know, naming your parts, Mm -hmm. but it's almost like a third person sort of like she has granted me permission. Yeah. And now what I want to do is own that. This is, this is me. It's you. This is me. Mm -hmm. This was me as a kid. This was me as a, and I loved, loved, loved the way that, um, this was framed to me recently. I have been fierce my whole life. Yeah. I've just not always owned it. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, or been afraid to be too much or too independent or too loud or too Mm -hmm. outrageous. And now I'm like, you know, this is the muse is not a part of me. She is Mm -hmm. me. Um, and I, I am grateful to have not just embraced her, but embraced all of these, um, individuals that the past year she has brought into mm-hmm. my life to make mm-hmm. sure that I know these lessons yep. and that I get to see them and experience them and witness them. And then hopefully be able to write some of them and share mm-hmm. some of them for them. Wow. I love that. Yes. Let's do that. Yes. So next we'll connect. So on our next episode, we'll be sure to do a year word of the year review and wrap up which is so crazy that it's like that's what we're thinking of and then I was thinking we we ought to do an episode where we we talk through and I don't know if we want to guess or just talk through um do we want to do that as as an Instagram live oh goodness gracious Allie you are testing my capabilities (laughs) I know how to do Instagram live you do too but um 
uh, I just don't supplemented do it. like simultaneously with like recording it as an episode too. Like mm. that's my thought is like if we're like we we have our listen, time just finding the time to get listen, together Tess. because you're all over the globe. So I'm just like, <laughs> but listen, Tess, why are we limiting ourselves oh, to embrace the to now? Just, okay, let's to do just to just the podcast space. I mean, okay. if we want to be the influencers that we are maybe we start having like more of it <laughs> makes me think of instagram influencers which okay, i am if, not about why why couldn't we do yes, more with could. jen and millie yes and frankly through instagram because you you sure as hell aren't going to do it on facebook so no. what do we have no. for options um and you're not on twitter so correct you know do we want to do a tiktok but no no, that would be fun. Um, let's not. So I okay. vote. Um, so how about like I I can record the episode and maybe you can do the Instagram live part. We could like divvy up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yes, we'll do it. So we'll share more information about. Or that. we could even we could even this is ideating out loud and maybe our listeners could give us other ideas. But or we could just have a pre a pre Instagram live before we do the recording mm. where people get to guess. We don't reveal. Okay. But we give some indications and people get to guess okay. and then we do the recording and we reveal and we'll be able to give credit to those who got close. Okay. We could do that too. I mean, there's, yeah. there's another idea. There is another idea. I love it. I just love that the distance, the distance and the time and space does mm-hmm. not change this no. energetically no <laughs> or the gratitude that I have for you mm-hmm. in these conversations. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you know how much I mm. needed it today. Yeah. How much I appreciate it every single time. Yeah. But it seems to point me mm-hmm. in the right trajectory. It's crazy. So, it's crazy the themes, that. right? Like we are now 100% living different lives, right? There is no overlap. Um, and there used to be a whole lot of overlap, like so much so it's like shared physical space, right? In the office to then not shared physical space to then not shared states of residency to now not even shared jobs, right? Like our lives have moved further and further Mm -hmm. in separate forks, right? But it is really, really neat how the world, the universe, the divine, whatever it is, right, um, seems to be continuing to weave similar patterns in both of our stories throughout. Um, So yeah, when you even shared that writing and then we're talking about sharing about a mentor at like reminded me of this story I wanted to share here and the idea of being present. I love it. So I am a little bit hesitant. You know, I've always been hesitant about guessing words, right? I think I Mm -hmm. am even more so now for this one. I We're still going to do it. I'm going to challenge myself because I know you're going to turn around and say, I'm going to challenge you to do it anyway, because I am (laughs) that like, we only have this in common now. And so I have so much less data to work with. I have so much less information about your life and what's been coming up. And I hear threads and I see it and I read music notes and I, the blog, right? Like I get these tidbits, right? But it's not the same as being in regular meetings with you, doing shared projects together. Yes, I know. However, I know. You are really good at ask, you are a researcher. Mm -hmm. You ask good questions. I too am a sociologist and I ask good questions. Mm -hmm. And I think, one of the things that we can do in that Instagram live space mm-hmm. is to ask good questions. That's good. Before good we thought. go into the episode. Mm-hmm. But you ask good questions here. And you ask good questions when you text me. 
And we ask good questions to each other and provide information to each other in the green room. Yeah. Yeah. And you also, with your high context, like you are a noticer of the maps. Mm-hmm. Like you can see the, I think it's, you know, connectedness too, but like your connectedness context is like, oh, here's this. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's this. And, sure. you know, 90% of the time, Tess, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> You know, I, any of us, let's be honest. Really? But when I'm writing music notes or I'm writing on the, um, on my blog or I am, you know, right like now trying to capture and write some stories for others, Mm -hmm. I don't always recognize the, the map or the ties Mm -hmm. until like I'll be something else will come up or something else I'll hear. For example, have you not, have you watched Ted Lasso yet? Mm -mm. Okay. Well, you need to. I know you're not gonna, I know, I, you know what? I wasn't going to either. Just like I wasn't going to read Glennon Doyle's book because when everybody likes shit, then I'm like, I don't want to do this. So, because we're <laughs> like trendsetters. Happening. <laughs> like, I'm going to tell you right now, Ted Lasso is worth every single minute. And I was, I was not for it. So one of the um, authors that I follow did a little bit on Ted Lasso and Enneagram and how his quotes and how they line up which with each of the Enneagram types okay. and I thought of you and okay. I thought, well, if this doesn't convince her, I don't know what will, but we've been trying for years to get you on Twitter and you won't do that either. Yeah. Sorry. So Sorry, Jay Wright. <laughs> you, you are absolutely who you are and you adhere to your core values and your beliefs and your, um, integrity, might I say your integrity, <laughs> your <here>. integrity. <laughs> However, I think part of the reason you would love Ted Lasso is it's all about integrity. Hmm. It is all about integrity okay that might have also, just I'd love to, me <laughs> i i think it would be great to hear from our listeners if they're if they're ted lasso fans you know i don't watch tv and you, you know, know that I, I don't recommend tv yes i know i am well aware so but i'm also is, like you know who you're talking to because i also do not really watch tv and nor do i really have the time to so okay okay anyway i get you okay we're gonna go there okay so for our listeners today, we would like to hear, number one, if you have spoken of someone in high regard recently, share that with that person. So told a story of a mentor, someone you really admire, someone you brought up in conversation, share it with that person. Um, we all need those moments. Um, and so we encourage you to share that with someone. Um, and then secondly... We love to hear about where your moments of yeses have been lately in your life. So where have there been opportunities? Um, Where have you chosen to say yes? Where have you wished, you know, what are moments maybe where you wish you would have said yes and you didn't, right? Um, Because that's as much of an experience of understanding our opportunities to say yes as well. And then a a supplement to that, I don't think we really parsed this out as a question, but I think a, a supplement to that is not only where did you say yes, but how did that make you more present? How did that make you more aware and in tune with being in the now? Is that pretty much a summary of takeaways? Wow, you wrap you wrap up like a absolute pro, and I know you did that from your head because you don't take many notes. And no. I, my my no note was about our our episode next time. Reflect on our word of the year. That's what I had to remember. I'm like not from this episode. Um, I think that those are great wrap ups. I also think uh, we'd love to hear from from this group. Mm-hmm. Any other additional ideas, 
and how yeah. to go about the guesstimation of word of the year Absolutely. or, um, or even, even like sh- share out or even like time, how they want to share yeah. Yeah. or like times and days that work. If we do an Instagram live, like I think I'm always curious about that. Like we want to especially honor those people that regularly listen and regularly give us feedback and respond to the action items. So let us know what days and times work for you as well. We'd love that. Awesome. Well, without further ado, we want to thank you all for tuning in to episode 90 of Jen and Millie. If you enjoyed today's conversation, consider sharing this episode with a friend. To interact with us and share the responses uh, to the questions that we pose, give us a follow on Instagram at Jen and Millie. That's at G-E-N-N-A-N-D-M-I-L-L-I-E. Until next time.